BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back on BetQL Daily. Going to start uh, this hour with a lot of college football. We've got nickel or dime coming up in about 20 minutes. Then later in the hour, some of the top NFL Super Bowl contenders what their Achilles heel is. And uh, it's pretty, It's. I think that'll be an interesting uh, look at some of these top teams, how they built their teams and why they're viewed as top contenders without a whole lot to worry about. That coming up all this hour here on BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. We've got Jake Hassan, Paul Aspen also hanging out. Uh, you'll be hearing their voices in this segment. And we're looking ahead to the college football season. Instead of going conference by conference, which is something that we've been doing, uh, over the last few weeks is uh, we each wanted to pick out some intriguing teams to us and go in a little bit more detail. And I want to go with Notre Dame because late last week uh, they were in the news as a team that popped fifth in the brand new coaches poll. And there was some d- disagreement about that. Why? Because you've got the top three teams on their own tier and then kind of how the rest settles out, you know, four through 10 you know, you can kind of pick those teams out of a bag. If you look at the Notre Dame win total, it is set at eight and a half, and it's juiced to the over because, of course, it is. You're always going to get a lot of over money on Notre Dame. So eight and a half in their 12-game schedule. And the bookends is really challenging. There's no doubt. But the win total is probably going to be decided what happens in between. Game one, they start at Ohio State. I think most of us can block that in as a loss. So if you're going to go over eight and a half, you're looking at going over nine and two on the rest. Well, they end the season at USC. If I was going to play against USC, I prefer to play them in the front half of the season as opposed to the last regular season game. But that's the hand that Notre Dame is dealt. So they've got those two tough ones to open and wrap up the season. But aside from that, it's not all that challenging. A lot of questions about Freeman. A lot of questions. I think he's setting up a good program, and there's going to be a learning curve a little bit. I think we saw that with his coaching in the bowl game, how game management is going to be. But overall, they're set up to succeed. I think he's going to continue to recruit well, and the coordinators coordinators are solid. And he was able to convince Tommy Reese to stay. Tommy Reese did not go follow Brian Kelly down to LSU, and he's grown into a pretty solid offensive coordinator. He's got Al Golden as his D.C. Unfortunately for the Irish, the big weaknesses that this team's going to have is on offense, and it's at two of the more impactful positions. Number one, you've got quarterback, just a lot of inexperience there. It looks like it's going to be Tyler Buckner, a mobile quarterback, got a little time last year. Drew Pine got a little time as well. So the most important position is a question mark, and then receiver depth is also a big problem. Anytime anything happens with any of these Notre Dame receivers, you see a lot of the college football insiders tweeting about this, like, okay, they have a limited depth to start with. This could be a problem. However, they do have one of the best offensive weapons in the country at tight end in Michael Mayer. He had 15 explosive plays last season. So the offense is clearly going to run through Mayer once again. But can I go with the over? I, I think the Irish are going to have a fine season. They'll be just fine. The problem is the first game and the last game. And with with a rookie head coach who has not been through this in the past, is he going to make mistakes with game management in the middle of the season? You better believe it. 
And as a Notre Dame fan, there are most seasons when they, they end up losing games, they have no business losing where they're, you know, multiple score favorites. So I would not play the minus 150 to the over here. But Notre Dame is going to be one of those fascinating teams that uh, people take a close look at. That mid part, the majority of the regular season, the schedule looks soft. But for a rookie head coach, I'm sure there will be some stumbling blocks along the way. So I would not be interested in the over eight and a half. The Irish will not be a uh, championship contender. I I don't see them being in the mix for the playoff this year. I love it. Your team, too. I like it. Um, so one I looked at was Air Force. So um, potentially to win the Mountain West Conference, or you could look at their win total on the over. Um, it's at eight and a half. But there's a lot to like about this team. They are returning 15 starters from last year. Last season, they won um, – 10 games. So they have the most starters uh, returning in eight years. Um, And their three losses last season were all by seven points or less. Um, So they, they were a couple possessions away from an unbeaten season. Um, So I really think they could be a strong team to look at and maybe even better than Boise state in the conference. So Boise state I mean, they could take a little bit of a step back this year. Um, Yeah, let's see. I think they could. So I I feel like there is some good value on Air Force to win the Mountain West. Um, Bet MGM, just want to look at an update here, Mountain West. Yeah, it's plus 250. So it was, uh, sorry, plus 400. It was plus 450 like a few weeks ago. But I think... In the Mountain West, there's a lot of value on Air Force to win that conference. Um, so right now, Fresno State is the favorite at plus 225 at Bad MGM, Boise State at plus 250, and then you've got Air Force at 4-1. to one. Yeah, I've heard some uh, sharper betters that like Air Force, and that does seem like pretty good value at a number of 4-1. to one. You scared me for a moment. I'm like, whoa, it dropped at plus 250? Because that would not surprise I me know, if sorry. it drop in a couple weeks, though. Yeah, I know. You know I, I mean? saw that. I was looking... Um, the schedule just sets up really nice for them to have a title run. They get Boise state at home and (laughs) Boise state is, um, sorry about that. Air force is 36 and nine, um, with, with their home record. So I think that they could have a really good season and at four to one, if you're looking for a conference winner with some value, um, I would take a shot at that. Yeah. I mean, the, the odds are telling us that there's, that division after those top four teams, probably going to be one of those Boise, Fresno, Air Force, or San Diego State. They're all pretty hanging hanging around the same number. I mean, Boise State, let's see, they're plus 250, Fresno State plus 300, then Air Force, San Diego State at that same number. So that, mm-hmm. that would certainly make, make some sense. And then that, there's like a drop-off after that with Utah State, San Jose State, Colorado State, Wyoming. Yep. Okay, good stuff on Air Force. What is so you're betting the conference, right? Yeah, I mean the win total is minus one thirty over eight and a half. If you want to look at that, they won ten games last season, and now they've got even more returning starters. Probably going to be better, if not similar. Um, so you could look at the win total as well. Yeah, or eight and a half across the board. One of the uh... Interesting things about this offseason is college football. There are many different numbers available for different teams, but Air Force, eight and a half 
everywhere. Let's uh, go to our P EP, Paul Aspen. Paul, do you have a, a team that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a matchup which took me a week a week zero week one matchup that took me to two different teams. Uh, so it's week one, uh, Central Michigan at Oklahoma State. So let's start with Oklahoma State. Uh, so they have lost a ton. Now you know defense and you know typically you think of Oklahoma State, you think a high powered offense, all that. Uh, last year, you know they were right in the mix for the playoff. Like last second loss at the end kept them out. Uh, but defense and rushing was kind of their thing last year, which was a change. Uh, but Mike Gundy recently said he likes he thinks their offense is a much better position than they were last year, where they had to lean on their defense, grind out wins. Uh, but the offensive line is in flux, and we'll get back to that with this particular week one matchup. Uh, they do have experience uh, under center, QB uh, Spencer Sanders going into his fourth season. Uh, but when you look back at that defense, Georgia was far and away best defense, kind of a generational defense last year. Oklahoma State, if you like Georgia up there by themselves, you go to the next year, Oklahoma State right in the mix with everyone else for best defense, second to Georgia in the country, um, top mm -hmm. five in a number of metrics. But they lost their defensive coordinator. Jim Knowles went to Ohio State, and they lost eight starters. Uh, and according to our guy, I believe, Brett Ciancia, uh, last in the nation in returning defensive production. So Ooh. one thing we've heard a lot is that the Big 12 is going to be wide open this year from a lot of our guests. So mm -hmm. on the one hand, you lose that much talent. Oklahoma State, you know, they're pretty good at retooling on the fly. Could they be in the mix? I'm, I'm not going to be fully fading them, but like plus 550, I believe is the number at BetMGM right now. Yeah, to win the Big 12. I've got no interest there right now. I just think there's a lot of things uh, they got to kind of retool. Um, and then when you look at that week one uh, game against Central Michigan, so Central Michigan, 21-point underdogs against Oklahoma State. Everyone talked about Kenneth Walker last year. Do you know who the leading rusher in college football was last year? Hmm. guy named oh. Lou Nichols from Central Michigan, the leading rusher hmm. in college football. Now, can't find a number on him for the Heisman, which – Looking back at it, just because uh, that has never happened and it's not going to happen. So, uh, but just interesting. Um, but he was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year, leading rusher in all of FBS. So they have experience returning at quarterback as well. So if you're thinking about like a young retooling defense going against against an experienced offense, I will definitely be looking to play the Central Michigan side at plus twenty one, uh, getting twenty one points. Also, the Central Michigan defense they have some questions in the secondary. Which, again, in the past, and you've got experience at quarterback still with Oklahoma State, could cause some problems. But Central Michigan's defensive line is the strongest part of their defense. And we've got so many changing parts for Oklahoma State's offense. I think that could cause some issues there for the Cowboys as well. So I'll be taking the 21 points with Central Michigan in week one against the Cowboys. <laughs> um, and just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, white knuckle it a little bit, but yeah, I do think like, it's funny. Cause like, listen, I think it was Kenny white who came on early last week or two weeks ago. He was still very high on the Cowboys. And I get from a talent perspective that, I mean, Oklahoma state's always up there, but I will at least be early on. I feel like this is one of those situations where we'll see if it all comes together. Could be some, you know, issues as they're trying to figure it out. I like, look, they're early slate. 
Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and then a bye, and then going to the Big 12 schedule. So I don't think they'll have any real stumbling blocks in that first stretch. Yeah. And they can get their feet under them and then attack the Big 12 schedule. So maybe kind of see where they are, where the number is, and um, could possibly be an opportunity there or even on a week-to-week basis once they kind of get everything together. Yeah, Arizona State's going to be bad, by the way, since you mentioned them. I mean, Herm Edwards, I mean, gosh, this is going to be his fifth season, and this is not looking good for him. And they lost Jaden Daniels. They only have seven returning starters. It's one of the lowest. Bad. The Oklahoma State one's interesting. I I think up front they're going to be fine still. I mean, they were first – in EPA per run rank per run rank uh, last year, the secondary, the teams that can pass, that's it looks like that's where uh, they're going to have some issues. So maybe in conference play, really something yep. to to watch out for if you're going to fade the Cowboys. All right, Jake Hassan, go ahead talk about your Illini. What are they doing? I mean, it's going to be another fine year. Uh, the win total is four and a half. I think they should go over this. It's a better team than last year and they went over it. So obviously took a miracle game from beating Penn State in that like eight overtime game. That was all two-point conversions. But I mean, they lost to Maryland by three last year. They lost by four to Purdue, like a couple games that they probably should have won. But year two, Brett Bielema, first-year offensive coordinator. They brought in Barry Looney Jr. from UTSA, who they surprised last year, obviously, uh, all year. They were ranked for a couple weeks, too. The whole thing is the quarterback because you have Art Zikowski, former Rutgers quarterback who's coming off shoulder Dad. surgery who, yes, he's not great. And he's competing <laughs> with Tommy DeVito from Syracuse. Who's also just fine. Oh my but, God. What are they just yeah, getting all the bumps? That's, <laughs> that's the quarterback battle. It's really great. Um, which is why they're going to oh. run the ball a ton. It's like Chase Brown and uh, Josh McCray. That's the whole thing. That's how they won games last year. It's how they stayed in games last year, defense and running the ball. They should be able to do it again. I think four and a half is too low. Hopefully you get six, but I'm expecting five. Actually, I'm not expecting anything because Illinois football does is break your heart. And you get to, happy birthday to me. October 1st, they start conference play against Wisconsin. That'll be a ton of fun for I, me. I was going to say, man, okay, great. You avoid Ohio State. Awesome. You've got to go to Camp Randall. You've got to go to the big house. That's brutal. Yeah, it's not great. It's pretty bad. So you basically just have to beat every, like, Indiana, you have to beat. Sorry, Gurch, not sorry about it actually at all, but you have to beat Indiana. You have to win these non-conference games because the rest of the schedule is just absolutely brutal. Oh, man. All right, uh, quickly on Pitt. They jumped out to me because of uh, Kenny White. Thinks that they could win the conference. You lose Kenny Pickett. Jordan Addison, their stud receiver, he transfers to USC. It's going to be tough. I mean, the defense is going to be strong. We all know that. But I, the more I looked at I wanted to take a dive into Pittsburgh because of what Kenny White was saying, and I, and I felt strong about NC State, actually. Aaron, did you have anything else you want to mention? Um, not really. I, I, had, I was looking more at the Pac-12. I know so many people that are high on USC, and I just don't have a super strong feel. But I was yeah. looking at my own team, ASU, and they are just going to be bad. Like, it's not even going to be good seven returning starters which is the fewest in the pac 12 so the expectations for herm Ed- edwards and the sun devils very low 
That's Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Joe Ostrowski. We play Nickel or Dime next. BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.